Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. This is another bonus episode, and Elizabeth and I are just hanging out here. How's it going this evening? It's going great. How's it going with you? It's pretty good. I'm a little tired. We've been moving for several days here, so we got a lot done, but wow, I'm a little tired. Yep. A little bit exhausted. Looking forward to um, working tomorrow, my regular job, and... So we're moving from the apartment to the home and we have like 99.9% of stuff out of the apartment, which is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty clean in there as well, yep. which is great. And I think um, Elizabeth deserves, she's pointing at herself, so yeah. she obviously deserves credit for that. And she and she does. We actually keep a pretty clean place. We normally like every weekend we'll do probably like what, like an hour a piece of cleaning. So it's in pretty good shape overall. Um, but we had just a lot of stuff to move over and luckily it's pretty close, like a, maybe a quarter mile. So we just made trip after trip after trip and it's pretty much empty over there. We got to unpack some more stuff, but it's looking kind of like our place now, isn't it? We're getting there. Yeah. So we finally broke down and started watching Tiger King. Now, I think I heard about it maybe a couple weeks before you did, um, just on social media, and I kept seeing like more and more references about Tiger King. And I'm always I'm always nervous to like jump on the bandwagon, the bandwagon, the bandwagon for like super popular shows and stuff like that, like right off the bat. Cause I'm, I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical if it has like, you know, staying power or what the deal is. But this one, um, was on the radar. Now, why, why are we watching it now? For me, it made it into my like executive work daily update. And I think that's when I finally broke down when my boss, who's the CFO is sending out like a, a meme graph about the show. And then several other people are responding. Um, I thought, okay. So I actually watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer for about a whole season because one of my clients watched it. And so every Wednesday there was Buffy the Vampire Slayer talk. So I thought if everybody at work is watching this show, that's Georgie. Uh, shaking her collar which, because she's a good girl, but Doug hates it. Um, I thought if everybody at work is watching this show, I need to tune in. And then as an aside, when we start watching these types of shows, we do a good job of not Googling and not getting ahead of things. But there's a gentleman at work who supports a wildlife sanctuary in Colorado. And he's talked about it several times. We haven't been there yet. But I believe some of the tigers featured in the Tiger King show are actually at this wildlife sanctuary in Colorado now. So that is another reason I thought it might be worth it to tune in. I had also seen the thumbnail on Netflix for a while, and I thought it was like, um, I thought it was fiction. I thought it was, it reminded me of like, um, 
Joe Dirt or uh, Blades of Glory, like just the the picture of the guy with the mullet and a cat. And I was like, what kind of like redneck, white trash, like Joe Dirt show is this? Shout out to David Spade. Great movie, but I, I thought it was just fiction. I didn't realize it was a documentary. Yeah. So we'll say right off the bat, I don't, th- spoiler alerts, but to be honest with you, I don't think we know anything like super interesting at this point. We've watched two episodes, so keep that in mind. If you haven't watched Tiger King or you don't care about it at all, then um, you probably don't need to listen to this. Or, it's a documentary. It's a yeah. documentary about real people who have tiger businesses, tiger sanctuaries, there's what is the tagline on Netflix murder mystery and mayhem or something like that. So we're getting into the intrigue, but the yeah. first two episodes are not real heavy on the intrigue. They're more heavy on the the tiger portion, I think. Yeah. And for me, I think I probably like, we didn't watch breaking bad until 2015 And I think it was off the air for a few years by then. So I usually am a few years late to very good shows, but a lot of times these things will run their course and it turns out, oh, it wasn't that great. Making a murderer we were several years behind on. I probably wouldn't have watched this if you, like yesterday we, we were moving stuff and you were like, uh, what are your friends called? Right. One of your friends was like, Hey, yep. There, but there had just been too many people in like a 48 hour window that had referenced Tiger King. Um, so it was time. We, so did we have a beer? I think maybe we had an afternoon, maybe not, but we took a little break from moving. We had just got our Wi-Fi set up. So I think that's the first show that we watched in our new house on our Wi-Fi, like streaming Netflix. Yep. And I think, like I said, I I probably would have waited to see, like, does the hype like stick around? Like, is it actually like really good? People seem to love it. And you mentioned David Spade. We were supposed to see David Spade do stand up on the 20th of March, but the show was canceled. So we've been watching more of his lights out segments from his home because he can't record in front of the studio audience. But the thing is, I was seeing several of the people in the documentary. He was interviewing them like on Skype or something like that. So it all, everything is sort of like coming together, Joe Dirt. And so there's a big parallel between this and David Spade apparently. Okay, so what are your impressions so far? How does it make you feel? (laughs) Um, those are two different questions. I think first impression, I think it does live up to the hype. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fascinated. It's like watching a train wreck. I think, like I said, we haven't gotten into the intrigue yet, but there is one thing I know like for certain. And that is that like people should not have tigers as pets. And I don't think I was ever really on the fence with that. Um, but yeah, no, like it should be illegal. I don't know where you draw the line, right? Cause there's really big dogs too, but a really big dog isn't a tiger. Um, so yeah, first impression, all these people are crazy. 
they're just all crazy in their own way. And then how does it make me feel? It makes me feel uncomfortable that these are real people in the world. Like that these aren't characters that were made up for a movie or for a book. Like this is, this is, I don't know. I was, I wanted to say this, these are Trump supporters, but I didn't want to get political, but like, these are crazy ass people, the crazy, crazy people. How does, how does it make you first impressions? How does it make you feel? Within the first 10 minutes, I saw that Joe exotic was a hustler. This guy gets shit done. He had probably several things that were not necessarily holding him back, but people could use a lot of the situations that he was in as excuses, but he wanted to speak in front of uh, audiences and like be a showman. So he was like doing drug talks and then it was boring. So he, he had some big cats as they call them big cats, right? That's what we're calling them. Big cats. In the, in the drug, like the anti-drug speeches. And then he brought magic into it. So he was like continually adding more and more layers of, uh, I'll say talent <laughs> to what he was doing. And then the crazy thing is he was doing like, I mean, I do a lot of YouTube live, blah, blah, blah. And he was doing these, uh, it was like Joe Exotic TV for Years. Is it like 1999? Is that when it started? I think they might have said. Just about as soon as you could stream anything online or show video, he was online. Like it's completely insane. Like how, I mean, he was before his time, I think. Still crazy. I mean, I agree with everyone seems a little bit crazy, but like the guy didn't really take no for an answer. It sounds like. From the very beginning, also first impression, um, is it Timmy Treadwell, the, the, um, the bear guy? What was his tag? Yeah. Timmy Treadwell. But what, he was like the bear man, bear man, bear Something whisperer, like bear man or whatever. Yeah. From the very beginning too, I thought this kind of reminds me of, of, of Timmy Treadwell a little bit. Yeah. But I, he died. If you don't know that. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert spoiler for that alert. 20-year-old uh, yeah. <laughs> documentary. <laughs> He's gone, but also a little kooky and a showman, like trying to be a showman. Yeah, I think, I think, well, back to my first impression, he wanted to do some things and he, even if he didn't exactly like execute it as well as, he would have hoped or other people may judge like he did a lot of stuff. Like he's done a lot of stuff and he grew a huge business. I mean, I have no clue of like the revenue, but the, the dollar amounts that they were throwing out sounds uh, substantial. Now, another thing I'm going to throw into the mix is they have a good, you know, good versus evil situation. in a lot of these real crime documentaries and the counterpoint to, to Joe exotic is, Carol Baskin, who is like the big cat sanctuary person down in like the Tampa, Florida area. And big cat rescue, I think. 
Big Cat Rescue. Yeah. So it sounds they they lay it out really well. I mean, these folks are really good storytellers. So it could be, you know, totally obscure topics with people that are really unlikable on various degrees, really polarizing, yet people can't stop watching. In fact, you were chatting with your mom today and, and your parents are watching this, right? Yeah, they um yeah, they're gonna tune in, but she she's made it through two episodes and she said she's not sure she can stick with it. And I get it. I get that too. Like when you're watching a train wreck and you are watching people implode and make horrible decisions and take advantage of other people and things like that. I, I can understand not wanting to spend your time using that as entertainment. There's a lot of different shows on. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of ways you can spend your time. And so I can, I can totally get that viewpoint of like, I don't need to to pollute my brain with, with this. They're not very likable characters. I think even the Carol Baskins, they've sort of tried to make her a little bit more of what they call her in episode one, the mother Teresa of cats or something like that. I think someone said that. But even you can tell even she has a little bit of a screw loose and they they alleged at the end of the second episode that there was mysterious circumstances around how she got the money to start her big cat rescue and the disappearance of a husband. So I think that's going to lead us in to maybe she's not as good as she seems. One thing I want to point out, the documentary folks, you, you said they called her the mother of Teresa. That was just like one of her fans or whatever. Like yeah, the yeah. documentary yeah, sorry. is, they, they play it neutral. They play it pretty straight, but I'm sure they're painting their, they're, they're making everyone seem a little evil and a little bit okay. But um, yeah, they, they didn't say she was the mother Teresa. It was like a well, fan I, or whatever. It was yeah. said in. The yeah, story. yeah. I just want to for people that are listening, like they, it's when you say they, it's unclear, you know. So I just wanted to point that out because they don't <laughs> just got a glimpse there of what it's like being married to Doug. Yeah, I mean, people are listening to this, so they don't know the nuance. So we got to, you have to point it out. You have to say, you have to say what you mean. <laughs> okay, so what what else with this show? What uh, why are, why are, why are other reasons that we're watching it? Anything else? Just the hype. Quarantine, COVID nineteen. Oh, see, and I was like, uh, we we started watching Ozark again, and I'm pumped about that. There's a couple couple other shows. We always have a few. We have a couple funny ones going, and a couple dramas. But yeah, we we mix this one in uh, with Ozark, so. When Ozark is in season three now, is that right? Sounds right. And oh, we didn't prepare to talk about this one, but if you haven't checked out Ozark, it's very good. So, all right, Carol Baskin. And one of the things that I liked that they did with uh, Carol is they contrasted really well. Like when she pointed out some things that she disagreed with, with say Joe exotic or other people like him, they, they pointed out like how she was doing a similar thing. So for example, she doesn't pay any people to work on her sanctuary. 
It's all volunteer-based. Everyone seems very happy there. But they sort of made it a point that like Joe Exotic was only paying his employees like $125 per week. So really low wages, but yet Carol has people working for free. It's voluntary and all that stuff, but it's, it's like the same. They're doing basically the same thing. It's just they're approaching it from like different places, but it's essentially the same thing like externally. Any thoughts on that? I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think the way Joe and Doc Antle are dealing with their employees seems a little bit worse than Carol. I think, I think volunteer. So I volunteer. Um, I mean, obviously not to the same <laughs> extent, but, um, you know, that's totally voluntary. That's why it's called volunteer. People come there because they want to, I guess. Um, the employees can leave. Yeah. But I mean, the people, this voluntary as yeah, well. people could leave. Yeah. People could leave as well, but they address that a little bit in there. I think the other, the other people are sort of, um, preying on different segments of society in a, in a different way. Yes, that is a hundred percent. And if you're going to volunteer, like, um, I assume if you're going to volunteer like at Carol's, you have to have some other source of income if you're not getting paid. So maybe you're independently wealthy or whatever, however you want to say, like you are self-sufficient in some capacity. Whereas the people it seems that the people who are working on the, on Joe's and doc Antle's, they're not self-sufficient in any way. So they go and work and they're totally, um, totally bound to this situation. In a lot of cases, it seems like they, at least for Joe's, Joe's crew, they hit like rock bottom and they, they don't know where else to turn that and, sort of thing. Yep. And young, impressionable girls. Um, the word, I don't know who said it, but the word I heard used was a cult. I don't think I heard anyone say brainwashing yet, but that also, um, it also made me think of that a little bit. Like you're getting brainwashed by these pretty charismatic characters. Um, I think, but put Carol in that group too. Um, for some reason, Carol, Joe, Doc Antle, they've got this charisma, almost like a politician. I've heard that about like any president. If you go and meet them, you know, whatever your political leanings are, they've got amazing charisma and that's how they got to where they are. So yeah, basically I just compa compared Joe Exotic to the president of the United States <laughs> with a mullet. I think... Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said. I, I think Carol is probably the same, but I trust her less than the others because I I feel like she's the same as they are, as uh, Joe and, and Doc, who's not actually a doctor. It's, it's more of a nickname, I believe. I think uh, someone said he was a doctor of the mystical arts. <laughs> yeah, someone did say that, yeah. Carol you don't know what you're getting. Like, I, I think she seems very nice and it seems like she's doing good, but 
I think that those are the folks you got to watch out for a little bit more. Cause like, you don't, you don't expect them to do weird, weird, crazy shit. Joe exotic. I mean, he looks a little crazy. I mean, he has, uh, they, they keep showing his, uh, music videos. Oh my goodness. It's like a country Western kind of, he's got two albums. I think they said in the first episode, two albums and and a bunch of music videos. So they're, uh, it's relatively well-produced. Like I would say, so the guy's uh, cutting edge overall. He's a hustler. Yeah, he gets shit done. He gets shit done for sure. One thing I I have like remarked on, there'll be random alligators in the first two episodes. Like it's usually, you know, a big cat or there's a monkey or some sort of other exotic animal. But just at the end of the second episode, there was just like a loose alligator just like running across the screen. I'm like, what the hell kind of life are these people living? Or there was another one. There were three big cats like out on a lawn and you were like, are they even chained? Are they even chained up? You had to look really close and, you know, kind of like we used to tether our dog in the yard. Right. Except it's a freaking tiger. You know, I hope they didn't just like step on the stake in the ground and they're like, Ooh, that should hold, you know, that'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, there's the B-roll is pretty pretty amusing throughout the whole thing. Yeah, there's also there's monkeys. Someone was like, "Yeah, we have like uh how how however many different primates here." It's like, "What? What's going on at your house?" So, here's a question for you. Who do you think is the Tiger King? I think it's Joe. Is it? Yeah, I think uh like that's one of the names he gave himself or maybe someone gave it to him. Okay. I didn't know. I mean, I know his pictures on the promo, but I mean, he's in jail. Is he the tiger King? I, it, I think could so. Be Carol could be Doc Antle. I feel Wouldn't like she'd be the tiger queen. Yeah. I think they're being gender neutral, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, if he had, I don't, I just, I don't know who the tiger King is. And then you got the weird, uh, ex drug Tony Montagna, Maybe he's the Tiger King. I think it's Joe. I think it's Joe. <laughs> really? <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many cool nicknames can you have? And just FYI, when we were talking about Joe's like early YouTubing and video channels, as Doug was sitting here uh, trying to set up the mics to do this podcast, I was kind of shaking my head thinking, Doug Exotic doing his, doing his podcast. <laughs> Doug Exotic. Nice. <laughs> All right, so if you guys are out there uh, watching this, shoot us an email. Don't spoil anything for us. You know, we're we're working our way through it, but I think we're probably going to record bonus episodes after. You know, we we bunch these two first two together, but I think after each episode, we may record a little bit. We'll see. Um, we'll see how it goes. Any uh, parting thoughts here? I don't think so. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. I, there's some mystery I have heard and I hope it's not as straightforward as they say. I mean, in the first five minutes of the documentary, they're like, Joe's in jail, murder for hire. So I'm assuming he's in jail because he tried to murder Carol. I don't know if she's dead because we haven't looked anything up. 
but I hope it's not as straightforward as that. Like, yeah. I, one thing that I'm slightly worried about is like lack of resolution. I'm afraid it's going to be sort of like making a murder where you go through this roller coaster. You have, I mean, it's really well done. The end of each episode, there's like five new questions and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to keep watching. Totally bingeable. I mean, it's a great way to keep people hooked, but I'm afraid it's just going to go down a route where we don't have a real resolution. Just like in making a murder where you're like, well, I think this is kind of what happened. And then, you know, you, you don't, you don't get the closure that you're looking for. And I was going to say, um, <laughs> I was going to say the people on this show don't seem smart enough to have done a murder for hire and not left a shit ton of evidence, but making a murder, that's the same demographic IQ demographic. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. That's not fair, but it seems, it seemed similar um, and that, yeah, you're right. That one was full of holes. I feel like I'm being very offensive today. I apologize to any. I feel I like maybe you are too. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> but I was going to say, um, I think, I think Joe and maybe Doc, I don't think they're not smart. I don't think they have low IQs. I think they look a certain way and they're doing a certain thing. But like for them to have put together the stuff that they did, like you got to think, a lot of steps ahead. You got to make sure you don't get shut down. Like I don't necessarily think they're stupid or anything like that. They just, they're on the, ed they're like really, I don't even know how to describe it. They're on the edge of something. You know what I'm, do you know what I mean there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think, I think maybe they're smarter than they look. <laughs> Because Joe looks a little crazy. Looks a little crazy. Funny choices with his uh, clothing. I think he had a pink, like, sink with, I can't say the word. See? Hot pink sequined button down. Yes. Yeah, that was that was pretty baller. Looked pretty good, yeah. But I don't care how smart you are. If you're going to be on camera for, like, 10 years or however long talking about how you're going to murder Carol or drop grenades from a helicopter or any, um, any number of different things. I don't know. Yeah, so maybe yeah. he got set up. That'd be cool. Maybe he got set up. You know what? And he did, he did say that a lot on camera. He shot and a on, they shot a mannequin. They shot a mannequin with like dynamite on it. Yeah. And it blew up. That was a little disturbing. That was that was uh, unusual. Yeah, very unusual. Well, we have a lot uh, a lot to look forward to. I think how many episodes are there total? I don't know, seven maybe. Seven. So we have five more to go through. So we'll do a couple or probably five more of these bonus episodes about Tiger King. All right. Any uh, any parting words? Nope. All, All good. All right, see you later. Bye.